rare. Who's there? It's rare. Come fill your time. This pot's for all. From the finger lakes, join in the call. Learn something new about the Tuca Trail. Upstate New York, every episode of Tim. Who's there? It's rare. Who's there? It's rare. It's rare. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody watched that live. No. But but when they watch this later, that's going to be the first thing they see, and it's awesome. It's Th- so big awesome. thanks, huge thanks to Kyle Fitzpatrick Amazing. for composing and recording that theme for us. He's an amazing, gifted fellow. He is. He's got a lot of talents. Many, many talents. Yes. So I don't know if um, this is copyrighted, but I feel <sighs> like I should say... Um, Live from New York. <laughs> it's rare, right? Uh, we didn't really talk about. It's first off, uh, mm-hmm. just just so everybody knows, it's it's just me and Marianne tonight, and um, we had to like, give you an update on like the original all the developments. Yeah, this is like it feels old school, doesn't it? It feels so old school, and on top of that, we've progressed. I mean, it now feels we're so natural. <laughs> I don't know about that. But now look at this, like microphone craziness. And we're actually in separate areas of New York. We are. And so I'm really glad that we were able to get this set up Mm -hmm. and that we've got the mics that sound awesome. And we've got the technology so that we can see each other (laughs) because I miss you. I miss you. (laughs) And... I've got to give you some updates and I've got to give the people some updates about what's going on. Let's do it. Um, so we're going to do it first. I'm going to, I have to take just a moment and share this on my news feed so that we can get uh, some people to come check us out live. Hopefully that follow us from different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done that. So I, since the last time we talked, part of the reason why, We haven't done a podcast in a while is because I'm in New York City and I felt the need to come and assist with the COVID response that's going on. I saw an opportunity where I thought I could help and kind of fill a role. And um, so that's what I'm doing. So I'm able to, you know, still help out things at home electronically and and otherwise here i am uh down in right now sitting in brooklyn downtown brooklyn and going back and forth to some other places trying to see what we can do here i think it's great how many people are trying to escape new york city and you're (laughs) like i'm gonna go towards i'm gonna go into new york city (laughs) i gotta tell you too is i'm not everybody who knows me knows that i am not a city boy uh, well, no this shit. is not this is not my thing. I do not care for it, but I like I said, I think I can be helpful here. And I think that uh, I've done that a little bit so far and I'm surrounded by a lot of really cool people here who yeah. have, have also come from all over the country uh, to do the same. To, they rushed right into this pandemic and said, you know where can I help? And to be honest, the things that that some of us are doing are not 
kind of earth shattering things that were not the thing that you see on the news that, you know, these nurses and, and doctors and, and other support staff are like these heroes that are, they're going into these ICUs that are loaded with people. Mm-hmm. That's not what my role is here. Okay. Um, I, I can't get way in depth into what my role is, but I can give a little peek. But um, nonetheless, everybody who's here is is kind of a part of the the greater picture. And I think that makes a big difference. Okay. But the other thing is I can't wait for everything to be open back at home because that is what I want to get back to. You got to take care of your neighbor, but then you got to get home. Well, like I talked to you briefly yesterday and I don't know what you can and cannot say, but when I asked you when you're coming back and you told me your answer, I was, I don't, I think I was, um, I was like, what? (laughs) I thought, I thought we signed up for like a couple months and you're making it sound like it's on like it's on like it's on like it's a lot, it's a lot more than that. And we didn't sign up for that. (laughs) Ooh, you're echoey. I am. You're, yeah, I don't know what just happened there. Hopefully just a quick internet Weird. connectivity issue from one of us. But yeah, I awesome. everything is always a question. Um, it, it's a question mark because we, we've never been through this before and we don't know where it's going to be both epidemiologically and as far as what uh, responses are still going to be necessary here. And mm-hmm. this being the epicenter, Right. And with the population density that there is in New York City, I think that um, it would be foolish not to think this will continue to be the epicenter for probably the majority of the time that we're suffering from this. And that's just my um, I guess I guess my disclaimer for all of this is that I'm not going to tell you because I'm not authorized right now. And it's not that they're preventing me from speaking. I just have to talk to people before I can give out too much information, but, um, essentially all of the things that I'm telling you are my personal opinion and, and have nothing to do with any other organization. But that said, um, this is the role that I'm in, I think is something that's going to be useful for quite, quite some time. And we've gotten some indication that, uh, it could go on for more than the, sh- the original period that we thought it would as far as uh, my part of the response. So okay. um, I don't know how how long. I can't give any specifics really on that um, because I don't know how much of it's public. And obviously everything is just estimations right now anyway. So it wouldn't, I, it wouldn't even make sense. I know that the Finger Lakes in Rochester has been um... – the idea is to plan to open the first phase, uh, the 15th, which is this Friday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I spoke to actually um, an, a fellow business owner and, you know, she's ready. She's phase, she's part of phase two. Um, wine bar restaurants would be part of phase three, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, we don't know what any of that's going to look like. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm trying to be realistic about it. I'm trying to be optimistic about it because that's all you can really be. But I mean, let's be real, guys. We, Memorial Day is in a few weeks. And I just realized a couple of weeks ago, like, we obviously won't have a parade. Something we've right. had so many 
so many years, um, everything that we had that we look forward to every every month, every May, every June is just so far fetched. But what is it? What's it like in New York City? Like when you wake up in the morning, you deal with coffee with cream in it. <laughs> I know it's it's my thing. I <laughs> I've I've been telling everybody here. I said, look. I am what is affectionately known as a country bumpkin. <laughs> and I, this is all new to me. I, I'm parking on the street right now, yeah. like four blocks from here. Yeah. Uh, instead of paying $50 a night to be in a parking garage, I hope that the car is there when I get up to go back to work at seven o'clock tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to get towed. I don't know if I'm doing it right. I don't know. Like I, I left the car there, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I hope I'm doing it right. I hope it's at least good enough for whoever. So it's what an I adventure had, every time you wake up in the morning. Like, do I have a car? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an adventure. So what I do though, that, um, what I've learned here and I don't want to, I do not abuse this other than for this one simple thing is for parking. Yeah. It is every night when I park the car, I leave my ID for the organization I'm working for. Okay. So they can tell that it's a health worker. <laughs> okay. And I leave that on my dash so that maybe they'll say, oh, I don't know. Hey, Rooster. Good to see you. Anyway, so that's what I, that's the one abuse that I, that I do use of my healthcare worker ID is to make sure that my car is still there in the morning, because if they tell me, then they're going to have one less person on the front lines, uh, helping with this pandemic. So well, they, they, they're covering uh, for your hotel and maybe you can't talk about it, but you would think they'd cover for your parking or is it's all, you know what, that was quite an adventure. I think I'll probably tell more of that story some someday down the road, but um, <laughs> surprise! I have I have dollars. been in Times Square. I oh. I stayed in Times Square for a week. Did um, you? Now, now I'm in downtown Brooklyn. Yeah, and it was a little bit disorganized, and I kind of oh. thought I was going to have a place to stay when I got here. Yeah, and I didn't, and uh, it it was it was quite the adventure finding a place to stay. So. I wish it was recorded like Country Bumpkin. You arrive and you're like, I'm here. And they're like, who, oh the, my God. Are, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so here I am. I, I think I've got a place to stay. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, that's going to take four to 24 hours to process that. And like, do you want me to sleep in my car tonight? Like, how's this going to work in Manhattan? Or should I drive to Queens? I don't know. Like, there, there are a lot of different options. So. Oh man! Um, but now I'm in a I'm in a decent hotel. It, it's still uh, a drive, and it's still questionable parking. So right. I, I don't know. And then finding food is kind of tough. Yeah, um, that's what I really want to discuss with you: your diet. How's yeah. that going? Yeah. Well, I know that I know that you're interested in my diet. For anybody who Me has too. not been following, I am on the carnivore diet. Still. So fortunately, the other day I was able to get to Wegmans, and I have, uh, I don't know, I got some eggs and I got a chuck roast and I cooked it in my hotel room. Don't tell, don't tell them because I don't know if that's allowed. But um, <laughs> so, so I was able to do a little bit of meat and it worked. They feed me, but it's like, 
you know, I got to kind of try to find the meat in it and pick it out. So it's just been a struggle. I bet. But, uh, and food here, I ordered, there's this great, um, I don't know about great, but there's a highly reviewed barbecue place here called okay. Dallas, Dallas Barbecue. Okay. And I, I said, oh, look, that is right up my alley. They had a meal where I could get, uh, I got a ribeye steak. Okay. And you get a quarter of a chicken and you get, uh, you can get ribs. So I got a beef rib and the steak was like real thin. Oh. There wasn't, there wasn't much of it. It's like, it's like, it, where's the beef? <laughs> once the tip was included for the delivery, oh. it's like, oh no, I even picked it up. I picked it up in the tip and everything. It was like almost 40 bucks and you get like a quarter inch thick steak and you get one, one beef rib and like a little, little piece of chicken. Uh, but that's apparently what you, that's apparently a good deal in New York city. <laughs> they don't, I eat. don't know. They, <laughs> I don't know. I, I talked to a lot of other carnivores about what's going on in New York City, and they said that that was a good um, portion size. And oh. they also said that it's not that expensive for New York City. So, so here's the I thing. Know. I hear there's going to be Today, a shortage, though, right? Well, I'll tell you what there's not going to be a shortage of is my lunch today. Um, <laughs> I found this Mexican place, and I ordered uh, beef tongue. And I... Um. I I ate a tongue today and it was fantastic. Dude, you take me to new places. Yeah. Oh, I, and it was only 20 bucks delivered for lunch. So I will probably be returning to that establishment. Can you honestly take pictures of it and post it? You want pictures of a beef tongue? <laughs> I want to know what you're eating. Yeah. I'm so concerned oh. what you're eating. Lack I, of. I know. I know. I know. It's okay. I'm not. I, I'm surviving so far. It's been what well, I've been here for at least a full two weeks now. It's only been two weeks. It seems it's, so much longer than that. I know. It feels like it's been longer than that. But, you know, part of the, part of what I wanted to talk about is some of the stuff with the opening and some of the stuff that I've been seeing down here in New York City that, that's been kind of uh, bothering me lately. Go for it. And I've, I've seen a lot of people talking about uh, complaining back home about face mask usage. Oh, I saw that with, yeah, go for it. And about the mandate, mandated Facebook usage. And I just wanted to kind of throw in my two cents as somebody who is on the front lines of this pandemic and mm -hmm. who's down in New York City is that um, for me, uh, I don't want, I don't want Governor Cuomo requiring us to wear face masks. You don't. I don't. Okay. But, and this is, this is the problem that I have a hard time explaining to a lot of people is just because I don't want people to be arrested for doing something mm -hmm. doesn't mean I don't want them to do it. So I don't want us to be forced to wear ma face masks, but I do want people to wear them. And I want businesses to have the leeway to say that uh, we want everybody here that attends our establishment or who works here to wear a mask. Mm hmm. And to be able to enforce that using trespass laws or, or whatever they need to. Mm -hmm. And um, I want businesses to have hand sanitizer available. And I want them to be transparent about what they have and say, look, we've got, here's the things that we're doing to protect you. And now you can decide whether or not you want to come here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fair because we shouldn't, there's no law uh, saying that you have to wear face masks and that'll never go through our uh, state legislature 
uh, hopefully. But um, I don't want that to be. I, I want people to do it, but I want people to do it because they know it's the right thing. And the thing that set me off about this, the thing that's really been bothering me is I am in New York City. Mm-hmm. And I went down to Times Square the other day because I'd been through my first week of this and I just wanted a beer and every place was closed. So I'm walking all over Times Square looking for one. Mm -hmm. Just, but there was none. Nobody's open. So I see, you know, people starting to, People are start the city's starting to come to life. It's not like it's not like what New York City usually is, but they're people, you know, and they're they're starting to go outside again. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of them were already outside, but when there's nice weather, people get outside. Yeah. And I saw this group of motorcyclists and they were starting to get hassled by the police, by the NYPD. And that they wanted to move their bikes or something. Well, I look over and, you know, Governor Cuomo has made this mandate that we have to have a mask. And who doesn't, who do you think, which which group do you think didn't have masks? The enforcement, law enforcement. Hey, you got it. Ding, 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 right? So we're getting this, you know, mandate from above that we all have to have a mask. And meanwhile, the people who are actual public servants, who are employees of the city of New York, aren't wearing them, don't have them on them. Mm-hmm. And they're, so, so that starts to bother me because I saw at least a dozen NYPD officers that night in Times Square interacting with the public without a mask to be seen. Did you go up and, and ask, like, hey, just not to... No. I don't be a pest. No. Well, but but I mean, why why not? I don't want to get I don't want to get mixed up with those people. Mm, but then, who's especially the best person to ask? so so. Well, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So you know mm-hmm. that when you wear a mask, it's not to protect you; it's to protect the other people, right? Right. So I'm not going to go get up close to the police who aren't wearing them because they aren't doing their job to protect me. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. It, they're supposed to be there. They used to be serve and protect, and now it's professionalism and something or other. Like serve and protect isn't even on their list of things anymore. Not only that, but the Supreme Court found that they're not even required to serve or protect us. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's not even what they, they aren't required to do that. They've got no liability to protect us. So, they're, they're just as well within their rights to run away. So what I'm telling you is that when they're here to enforce this and then they're not following it, that's very hypocritical and it bothers me. Okay. Now, the Fair next enough. day when mm-hmm. I went into uh, the facility I'm helping at, I was talking to some of the other people there. And some of them have a little bit more of a line into what's going on in the African-American world than I do. I learned that black Twitter exists. I don't still know exactly what that is, but it, apparently it's a thing where they, they have news about what's going on in the, in the African-American and black community throughout the world. Fascinating. I, I yeah. fucking hate Twitter too. That's never crazy. heard of it. Yeah. Wow. I, they, so, so that was the thing is they were like, Oh, you've never heard of that. Well, how would you know any of this other stuff? And I said, well, I don't, oh. 
I don't have Twitter, so whatever. So right. anyway, good point. Um, that's beside the point. Point is, they said, okay, so here's what happened last night: is here's this video of three black kids who uh, got beat up by the NYPD for not wearing masks. No, it's not the law. First off. Second, why are you having physical confrontations with people over it? And, you know, you make it out racial or you don't. I don't really care. Um, I think that everybody should be treated, you know, with dignity. And, and that's not what that is, especially when uh, one of the officers who was involved with it, and I didn't see the video, so I'm not, I, I can't completely describe it, mm-hmm. but wasn't wearing a mask. So, I know we've talked about masks like this whole time, but it just bothers me because I think here's so, so here's my message to governor Cuomo tomorrow. I want, cause I know he listens to this. So I know you're listening right now. Uh, governor Cuomo, what I want you to do is tomorrow. I want you to send out a new executive order. And what I want the order to say is all public employees are required to wear a mask as long as anybody is required to wear a mask. That's it. Nobody can be required to wear a mask until all public employees are required to wear a mask. That's so And that crazy. should go for every single law that we have. We shouldn't have laws that create multiple classes of people. Every single law should apply to Congress, to the state legislature, to our public servants before any of them apply to us. Yeah. I mean, that I, won't, I won't drop my mic because I just spent a lot of money on it. Don't do that. Don't. I'm afraid mine's going to drop. That raises a very interesting point. So I know that you put that post on Facebook about the mask. I was starting to read the feedback on it, but then I, I got distracted. What has been the feedback on the whole mask thing? Are people not really paying attention to it too much? You know what I, I mean? think there, there's a variety. I, I know that um, I, I haven't had a ton of time to engage on it. Right. I've, I've had time to think about it and I know some people are not wearing them for health reasons and that's, that's perfectly fine for them, right. especially if they're finding other ways to uh, protect themselves and others. If it means distancing or uh, just increased usage of hand sanitizer. I had somebody the other day that was standing like right, like right here and um had their mask down around their chin yeah. and was talking to me yeah. and I was like, you need to either take three steps back, just, right. you know, Leonard Skinner has a song about it. Give me three steps. Um, so you need to either give me three steps toward yeah. the door or you need to put your mask on and then we can have a conversation. Cause you're, you're using a lot of words that have the letter P and S <laughs> in them. And I don't want to get COVID from you. Jesus. So just like, help me out you know are you tested all the time i haven't been tested no 
No. Well, so I haven't been tested for the virus or for the antibodies. Okay. But every morning when I arrive, my they, they do take my temperature. Mm-hmm. And if I have any symptoms, I have to report them. But other than that, no. Um, I do use copious amounts of hand sanitizer and I wash my hands all the time. I'm very strict with, with all the protocols to keep myself safe. And I, I consider my job here to protect people from the virus. Mm -hmm. So whether it's helping people with their isolation and quarantine, or if it's um, trying to help keep surfaces clean and sanitized or, or or whatnot, or just helping guide people and saying, Hey, remember uh, you need to wash your hands before you touch that or after you touch that or, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of things like that. So, um, uh, it's all about just keeping people safe here. So with the numbers, it sounds like the numbers have been decreasing over there in New York city. Um, yeah, the numbers are going down, but, and I, I don't know. I think that the facility that I'm involved with is, um, you know, we're, we're still, we're actually on the uptick as far as, as people using the facility. I've heard stories from a lot of facilities, so I can't really, like I said, get a lot into the facility that I'm at. Mm-hmm. But what I can say is stories that I've heard from other, uh, fr- from healthcare providers here on the front. And a lot of it is that, um, you know, at the beginning, even recently, that you know, some of the, some of the hospital rooms in the emergency room, the ICU, they were having five people stacked up in a room Mm. and that the nurses were only able to talk to them through the glass. So they're like, they feel useless. Like a lot of the, a lot of the things that we've got going on is because there is, despite what the politicians say, um, there does still seem to be to me, there seems to be still a shortage of PPE. And I know we continue to talk about the shortage of PPE and the way that they've eliminated the shortage is by redefining what a shortage is. Okay. So what, so what I mean is that if we were not only like governor Cuomo says that, you know, he thinks that we don't have a shortage if we have enough to get through the next three days instead of 90 days. Right. Well, in addition to that, um, and this is, this is just from stories. So I I can't, I can't completely, like I said, testify to this, but essentially, um, if you've redefined how PPE is used. So if you have a gown that somebody needs to use to protect their, their clothing and their skin, and if you have like a face shield Mm -hmm. that instead of changing that between each patient like we would do typically um, you might use that same one throughout the day or you might use that same one for multiple patients and so um, it maybe if we had this many patients Mm -hmm. and we had all the ppe in the world maybe we would use 30 gowns in a day but you're not using that and so they've redefined what that number is to make it so that you're you're not having a, a technical shortage because you've redefined what it means. From 
I know that's complicated. I hope that makes sense. No, it does. From my perspective, especially out here, it's that we don't see it. I mean, we see everyone social distancing or when I have people come back, going back into their summer cottages and they're like, how is it up there? And I'm like, it's actually pretty good. We're not, I'm I'm not seeing anything negative and we're keeping away from each other. Um, We can't really do anything. We've just been staying home. But that's getting to the point where everyone's tired of it. But then when you hear from your perspective, like this is what's going on over here. And it's like, we don't, we're lucky. We are not going through what you're seeing every day. We're so lucky. We're so, so lucky. Because there was no, dude, Yates County can take care of that. Absolutely not. There's no, we just can't. We don't no. have the resources for it. it it's, I feel like we're in but it can't, weird spot, it can't spread though. there. It can't spread there. Like it spreads here. People well, are on top. Yeah. In, in the town, there are more people in some buildings in this city than there are in the town I grew up in. Yeah. Yeah. There are more people in a block here than in, than in Penyan. There, there are more people in this neighborhood than there are in Yates County. Okay. You know, okay. And, and I'm, I'm not even in a busy neighborhood. That's so it, it's just, it, it's a different world in, they're they're packed in and and not only is it that there's a density mm-hmm. um where we've got people think about when you when you leave your home and you go to work yeah you touch your door okay mm-hmm. how many other people touch your door just my kid yeah how many other people um go in your place of business on a no. on a good day not into the business because we've restricted that. They only come to the right, window. but it's, say say it's a regular. Say it's pre-COVID. Oh, yeah, they would only go through the front door, but we would always use the side door. So I see what you mean. Like it's very. So what my point is, is that here, yeah, when I leave, when I leave to go, uh, when I leave in the morning, right? Every yeah. morning, I touch the door to my hotel room. I'm the only me and maybe the cleaning person, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the house cleaning person. I touch the button on the elevator. Oh god, that's no. I touch the front door of the hotel that everybody else has to go through too. Mm-hmm. When I get to the facility I'm I'm at, I have to. It's fortunately an electronic door, but then I've got to. You know, I sanitize my hands and then. But then I'm going someplace where I know for a fact that there's a big population that has the disease that we're all trying to prevent from spreading. So um, what my point is, is that there's no way here that even if, even if there's nothing airborne at all, when it gets on those surfaces, those surfaces are getting touched by hundreds of people every day and every door gets passed through hundreds of times every day here. Mm -hmm. So we don't, we're fortunate in, in, um, in the Finger Lakes is that there aren't a lot of areas where you have that kind of traffic. I mean, obviously you want to be able to have enough traffic for your business, but you don't have this and and we won't ever have this. And I'm thankful that we don't have this, but this is why it's impossible to stop the spread here. That's really sad. That's, I mean, that's my, that's my take on it. So yeah, I don't know. Well, that's a good take but, on it. Um, it's a good perspective at least. Yeah. I think about it a lot because that's what I'm, 
that's my life right now is I, I try to get some stuff done for home. Yeah. And, and then I, you know, I, I go try to help people here. So how's that guy? Tricky. I saw a video of him the other day. He looked really happy. So <laughs> oh, my sister God, was throwing so a ball confused. for him. Oh man. Yeah. I was wondering if he got to hear your voice for a bit. Yeah. No, it's tough being away from him, but yeah, he's a good dog. So, so here's the other thing, right? Is yep. the, there, there are some different kinds of operations going on here. And I, first off, I've made a lot of Finger Lakes fans out of people from all over the country that have come here because I, I don't shut up. And you know, no. Yeah, no, surprise, surprise, right? Shut that up. I can't stop talking about the Finger Lakes. And so, <laughs> Right. So I'm telling all, I'm, people send me pictures of the turtle pond or videos and I'm like, oh, look at the turtle pond <laughs> or like, hey, look at this wine or um, look at these people or, you know, yeah. look at this is like stuff on the trail. This is right next to my house. This is like two miles from my house. They're like, that's that's near where you live. They have this and they have this in America. Like you can go someplace in New York State and this exists. I so I got a lot of people. I try not to tell them exactly how to get there out like one because <laughs> once once the pandemic is slowed down, then I'll give them directions. But I don't want them to go there before then because I, I want to protect my people at home. But, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but eventually I, I do want these people to be able to go there and visit and I'll I'll give them the tour because um oh, that'd be great. they can tell that I love it and, and they get excited about it because because I don't shut up about it. But I, um, you know, one of the things that, that we're dealing with is you have populations of people that uh, don't have what we have. And, um, a lot of people that live in shelters and on the streets where, um, it's, it's harder to slow the spread of this because they don't have the ability to do uh, social distancing, if they're sharing a room with two other people that mm -hmm. also, you know, are coming from, from nothing. And, uh, there's a lot of that. And when they come in to different places, they might not have, you know, a change of clothes. So we, you, you know, I don't know. I, I think I can give it, I think I can give away safely, like I said, I'm not I'm not giving away too much information, but I think I can safely say that some of the people that that we work with um, would really, you know, we give them something to wear while they're there, but they'd really benefit from from having something clean to put on on their way out the door. Mm -hmm. And so, if anybody was anybody felt inclined to uh, to send any, you know, this way, then uh, I could try to help get that to those people and in, in whatever different facilities if if the facility that i that i'm helping at you know has plenty then i can i can help get them to other places if anybody's i know that all the the thrift shops and stuff at home are not taking donations right now right uh, because they haven't been able to be open but if anybody you know wanted to put together a box of you know lightly used or or new you know t-shirts or um, pants especially stuff with like elastic in it Mm -hmm. um, I know that there's a need for that kind of stuff here. So, uh, we can, 
I don't want I don't want sh- trucks upon trucks full of this stuff coming here because I can't no. handle that. No. But if if a couple boxes came, I, I could handle that. And I could I think it could help some people. So okay, so you're looking um, for some clothes. Yeah, I mean it's not like I said it. it, it if somebody felt so inclined, mm-hmm. um, that that would be that would be something that could be helpful for these people here that could be done from home. Okay. So that sounds good. Just putting that out there. So doesn't hurt to put it out there, right? Yep. Just trying to send send it out into the world and uh, and see what comes back. I know I know that's been part of the conversation is trying to get better resources for some of these folks. So it's been really interesting to see how people have been coming together and helping each other out for many different reasons or whatever it looked like. But um, it's nice to see where people just do something nice for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, You see a lot of random acts of kindness and it's just, it's a nice pause for people to just be like, Hey, wait a minute. I know that we're going through a really shitty time, but you know, somebody else is going through a much harder time than, you yeah. and I are so. Yep. No it's nice when, to hear about the good stuff. And and then on the other hand, like a lot of people think that a lot of people think that I'm brave for doing what I'm doing, and that's not at all. First off, that's not why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing it because I think that this is a place where I can help. Um, but what I've got. I feel lucky every day because I know everybody is isolating and I know everybody is kind of trying to do the right thing right now to try to help, um, you know, make sure that this isn't spreading through nursing homes and and just wiping out these populations that that are vulnerable. But I, I get to wake up every morning and have some place to go that's meaningful. Yeah. And I get to spend my day for 13 hours a day um, with other people that are passionate about helping people and um, that have all sorts of interesting stories from their various backgrounds from, you know, whether they're from Florida or uh, we have people from Chicago. I met somebody from Philadelphia the other day. We got people from California. We got people from everywhere that have come uh, just to help, just to help with this response. So they all had really good intentions with us. It feels like, and um, you needed to go. You were. I had just, to go. You I were had to just go. Wasting away here, and you were just getting very. Um, you're getting irritated, and I feel yeah. like you're actually being better utilized in this city oh where you can do some good. You you were wasting your time here. I was, and I've got a place to go, and I've got. Like I said, I've got things that I can do that are helpful. It kind of happened relatively quickly, though. I don't know if you can see. I don't know if you can see, but the bags under my eyes are getting bags under them. Um, I have (laughs) seen more of your face than I've ever seen my whole life. I sincerely apologize to everyone for my appearance. You should. You should apologize Uh, to all of us. This is not. This was not my intention. It's not coming from you right now. It comes from your face. Mm -mm. No, like I. You should, yes, everybody ignore everything from here down. Um, I do miss your beard. <laughs> I miss it. The only reason, just in case anybody's wondering about my startling appearance, um, <laughs> I I have to I have to be able to get a, a seal with an N95 mask 
Yeah. And and the only way you can do that is you got to shave your beard. So I had to shave my beard, my beloved beard. That was and you. That was you. You have to update was, the icon yeah. now. Uh, uh, no, I'm gonna save it because it's coming back. It's part of my persona, I guess. I don't you, know. For my icon, but, you need to put like white. <laughs> have you? So here's so so Marion, have you been wearing a mask much? I have been wearing my mask that um, my friend Amanda, her mom, made for me. So when you wear it, yeah, of course I don't have one. How uncomfortable is that? It's super. Well, it's I, I, when, especially if I wear it a lot, I can't breathe, and or I get really hot. Yeah, so I get that too. That's my concern. So I have to wear it for like thirteen plus hours a day. Yeah, you have to do better than me. And. Um, so the thing that bothers me the most mm-hmm. is like like around here, around my nose and stuff. Nostrils. Not only like from it pushing on my nose, but right like I I kind of yeah, yeah, but but like here, oh, yeah. like it all the humidity from okay. my breath all day long. It's yeah. like you're you get that like it's, it's just so uncomfortable to have that moisture on your face. Too much moisture. Just all day long. I just need like I don't know. I need Vaseline or something to keep. it. Do we need you, to send you Vaseline? You, no, no, no. I no, think no. that they have that here. <laughs> it, it's it's hard to get a lot of things. You can't get you can't get like sweatpants, but you can get. I think you can get Vaseline. I don't know. I'll find something. But I just you know it's just kind of irritating to have that moisture on your face for thirteen hours all day long. That's got to be rough. Totally it's got to be a lot harder for the people who like I I can take mine off to eat and and have some coffee and. Um, you know, sometimes I loosen it up a little bit if I'm not down where the actual, uh, patients who are positive are, because right. at that point, I'm just trying to keep my breath from getting on other people instead of trying to filter the air that's coming in. So I'll loosen it up and let some of the air through. But for the people who are really, um, kind of in the, in the trenches in ICUs and places like that, it's gotta be much harder. Oh God. Yeah. I know that I, I don't personally have to, I don't personally do anything where I have to wear a face shield mm-hmm. at, the, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the reports are that that's highly uncomfortable and that it just like, it's so hot. Yeah. So hopefully as we go on into the summer that this lightens up because someone, someone brought it's going to be me. really uncomfortable. Well, someone brought up to me yesterday or today that like, I really need a vacation. And I just looked at, and I was like, I don't even know if that's a feasible thing vacation you mean to leave like to go on a trip i think someone just wants a break and i'm like what does that break look like what could it be what what could it possibly be yeah what kind of break i don't know a lot of people is this a a person that's not currently on a mandatory break no this is someone i work with okay so so they are working yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Like we're all working, but I'm like, I was thinking, like, wouldn't it be great just to be able to rent a house on the lake and just, just enjoy what we see every day and not have to go to work for a couple of days and be like, that's it. That's my vacation. Yeah, that's understandable. You can't go anywhere else, right? No, no. I to be <laughs> honest, I would love nothing more than to take three days and and you know just get a lake lake house cottage and. We did talk about that, didn't we? And then you went to go to New York City. I'm like, well, that's not going to work now, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's not going to work. But it would sure be nice just to – it'd be a nice getaway from this, a break from reality. But can You You can't come home at all. You have to stay there. I can't come home. Can't, you can't stay. 
I mean, I could come home, but then I, I'd, I'd be yeah, stuck too. in my, I, I, it wouldn't be worth it. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything when yeah. I'm done here. Um, I, my two options when I get done here are I either get tested and uh, wait for the test to come back and hopefully I could get the quick test so that I don't have to wait for it to be processed in a lab. Okay. Or, or the other option is that I just, um, I confine myself for two weeks. Ugh. Oh God. So, so despite, you know, the fact that this might go on a little bit longer than originally planned, um, the plan is probably that when I come home and I want to be able to go see my friends and, and go to the places that I've missed, especially if, if the region is open at that mm -hmm. point that I'm not going to be participating in that for a couple of weeks. I think that's what made me sad was that when you said the idea of possibly having you not being here for the summer, like you love the summer out here and that that's a, that's a big sacrifice on your end. Yeah, I do miss the summer. This is my favorite time of year. There are a lot of things that. Dude, it's snowed thing, here. Yeah. It was, Isn't that nonsense? <laughs> this is like the first day. Here. Everybody was complaining today that it was cold. And I'm like, uh, who are you? Well, well, we're from Florida. We're from Florida. I'm, I'm like, well, it's 60 degrees and it's sunshine. It's yeah. a beautiful day. It's a pretty day. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, Portia and I were watching TV and I looked out on the window. I'm like, it's snowing. <laughs> of course it is. It's snowing. Mm -hmm. Of course it didn't accumulate. That was good. But um uh, one of the girls I work with, she's like, a May 20th is supposed to be in the 80s. I'm like, oh, are you going to call in? <laughs> yeah. I wish I could do that, but it's not a possibility. You know, if this wasn't, if this hadn't all happened, we would just be like, it would be playoff season right now. I'd be going crazy trying to keep up with playoffs and then, you know, graduation be coming up in another week or two and we'd, we'd so be doing sad. that. And, so sad. And I'd be, I'd have probably two or three events for the outlet trail plan in the next two weeks, just because that's what we do. And this this time of year and it's going to be, I don't know what that looks like going forward. I, I, I know that I haven't planned anything. I could tell you Thanksgiving 2020. I think a lot of us will be thankful for many, many things. <laughs> I hope, I hope that by then we can be, I hope, I hope something will be different by then. So Jesse moved, huh? I, it sounds like he's in the process. Yeah. So, so yeah. So anybody who's missing Jesse, and I know, I know a lot of the ladies have crushes on him. Don't worry. So he, many crushes. Uh, even after the comments that he made on the last podcast, it seems okay. like they're still they're pulling it together. So <laughs> it sounds like it's still working out. But uh, you know, it's a matter of time. I anyway, uh, it sounds like they are, uh, I don't know, I, I can't give away. They're moving to an undisclosed location. That's why he wasn't available to join us tonight. And, oh, uh, did he put in the text? <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't <laughs> <respond> to it. <laughs> no, we're, we're not going to tell people where to find him. Uh, just like I'm at this undisclosed location in downtown Brooklyn. Or, okay. or, or in some place. Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh my God. So can you do me a favor if you have any free time or I don't know if this is feasible for you, but um, the last time I was in New York city, we walked on the Brooklyn bridge and that was awesome. Could you, is that, is that something you can do or want to do? I walked, I walked to Manhattan from yeah. here, Okay. but I walked across the Manhattan bridge. Oh, 
but I think next time I'll try the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, I love the Brooklyn and Bridge. If I get it, like next time I get a day, yeah. I, I might try that. And, you know, I, I was able to uh, see the Statue of Liberty for the first time. Did you? Like off in the distance when I was walking on yeah. the Manhattan Bridge, I could see it. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So cool. That's got to be so It's got to be so weird. Like it's so cool to see everything and yet everything is just so stopped at the same time. Yeah. yeah. But I don't like it. I don't like the busyness anyway. No, you don't. I remember when, again, we were there last time in New York City, the first thing I could smell was marijuana. I was like, oh, oh yeah, you still, yeah, I could still, still smell, smell that. everywhere. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh. yeah. I, I went, I was, when I was down by Times Square, I was walking yeah. across the uh, crosswalk and I got halfway across and I, I could smell it real yeah. strong. And still. I was like, I, I had an epiphany, right? So I, not a drug user. So, mm-hmm. I, I get halfway across and I smell it and I realized, oh my God, this is how people find drug dealers. They just, they smell them. <laughs> like it, it's so obvious oh, you're funny. and I never thought of it before. Oh yeah. You, like, how do you, like, how do people find a drug dealer? Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? You look a oh. certain way. I'm not too sure. Right. What they, they roll up their left pant leg is what I heard. <laughs> you know how it's like a Batman signal? It's probably like a drug deal. Signal. No, they, you just smell them. Oh, you just okay. go. This is my weird. this is my theory is that you just smell them and you're like, oh, that guy <laughs> smells like he's gonna sell me weed because he's he smells like he's got enough of it to go around. Well, people are really stressed out and they need something to relax, help them relax. You never got beer that day, did you? When you're looking for beer, I didn't ever oh. get beer. But since then, I did find a um, liquor store. I, f- I found a liquor store. Many. And then when I was in having no, not many, That's but weird. there was one liquor store I found that was open down near down in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I talked to the young lady while I was cashing out with your mask and on. With my mask on, I had my mask on, and uh, I was able to purchase this uh, nice bottle of. Lafoy, Lafroig. Uh, okay. I don't know how to pronounce this. It's it's Gaelic, <laughs> I think. Okay. Uh, how would you pronounce that? I have. Don't even make me do that. Cardias. Cardis. Yeah. Whatever. Cardis? I don't know. Bacardi. Anyway, it. I think it means friendship. Oh, um, friendship in a bottle. Yeah. And uh, anyway, it's pretty good. And the young lady was able to direct me to the beer store right next door that I didn't see yet. Oh. <laughs> so I, I got a six pack there. It was nice. Oh. Oh, well, I don't even know. Um, oh, okay. It's missing. Yeah. But I did. And then I went to Wegmans and I got some Hofbrau and that was pretty good. So nice. it reminded me of my trip to Germany. <sighs> I never got to go to Germany. Yet. No, yet. 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 One day. One Someday day. they'll let us travel again. How was your Mother's Day? Do you tell your mom, give her a shout Mother's out? Day. I had a 13-hour day with a lot of moms. Oh. At, yep. So they were all, a lot of them were really missing their kids. I bet. They, they don't, they can't see them right now. No. Um, it's kind of tough, but uh, I talked to my mom. I sent her a stock, which she was fired up about. She likes, she likes stocks. Mm-hmm. Did she send you any? Did she send you any essential oils? 
No, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if she figures out which essential oil cures COVID-19. I'm sure that I'll be getting a care package. I'm sure the ladies are trying to figure this out. You know that the ladies are trying to figure out which essential <laughs> oil they use. I'm sure it's like peppermint because it clears up your lungs. Peppermint's and good. I always hear about thieves I and like frankincense. I don't know what that stuff is, but um, I I'm assuming that it's probably good for COVID-19 because... Um, to prevent it. Yeah, or, or cure it, I cure think. It. I think it's the cure. Either that or, uh, you know, just hot drinks apparently uh because temperature kills the virus that's not real though somebody was trying to explain to me the other day that you know you got to give them hot drinks instead of cold drinks because the hot drinks kill the virus because the virus can't survive but Dude, like it's once it's all, in you, it doesn't work it's all mental i mean it's, if you give it's if wild. You tell someone that they really believe it if they could cure it go for it i guess right you know positive, you know what way of thinking drinking a hot tea is not gonna hurt you no. You might as well give it a try. I can go for some hot tea right now. I know. I, I like this um, Scottish tea. <laughs> I've got a friend named Andrew who's uh, he's a true Scotsman. And he owns the Scottish Gourmet. Anybody who's interested in uh, getting some Scottish uh, foods, uh -huh. like uh, the shortbread, the little shortbread, or... Um, even haggis and things like that. I know haggis is Irish, but um, that is the best way to get it is Scottish Gourmet USA. And anyway, the guy would always, whenever we go to festivals, he'd say tea time is three o'clock. Yeah. And I'd come over and he'd say, all right, time for some tea. And it would come from a paper bag and smell <laughs> like this. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that guy <laughs> and his wife, Anne. They're fantastic human beings. I haven't seen them in probably five or 10 years, but I, they're fantastic human beings. And if you get a chance to get some of their stuff, they make, they bring in some really great stuff that they import from Scotland. So where's their, where are they stationed? Boy, you know, I don't know where their home base is. I don't, I've never, I always saw them all mm. over the country on the Festivals. road. So, yeah. but I, I do know that you can go to their website, which I believe might be scottishgourmetusa.com and, and you can order, order uh, some of their products to get shipped to your house. So anybody trying to check out some new stuff. Not a bad plug. I like and, and as a matter of fact, uh, while you're at it, yeah. um, you should try uh, what is it? Welshcookieman.com, oh. and because everybody who knows me knows about Welsh cakes and how fantastic they are, and they've I got gotta, some really good deals right now. I gotta tell you, uh, tell our listeners the one that time might we, cure COVID. It probably could. The one time we went out on a wine tour, and we went to went <laughs> 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 on a wine tour. Pretty awesome, awesome people. Um, Mark was one of them. And, um, at the end of the tour, we went to Red Dove in Geneva. And if no one's been there before, uh, you should, and people who have been there before, you know what we're talking about. But for some reason, um, this guy here, um, my, my, my comadre uh, wanted to <laughs> tip our, our waiter, um, with Welsh cookies. Waitress. Waitress. <laughs> 
It was a it was a female. It was a lady. It was a lady. And instead of giving her money, he wanted to give her cookies. I wanted to give her both. <laughs> Phil's cookies. <laughs> All I know is that oh. so I first off, I also uh, left money. Second off, cookies. when when else in her life was she gonna get a chance to have those? Everybody likes them. <sighs> they were they were tasty. They were very tasty on the tour. <laughs> it, it there really isn't a better tip that you can get. That's what she said. Be yeah, no, <laughs> be good. I got asked. So yesterday, um, we had. Oh, okay, backstory. Oh, I am a Cuca College alum. Yes, and I'm proud of that, and I'm also an employee there. And when I was a student, one of the traditions I liked was during finals week, we always had a late night breakfast. Right. And that is a tradition that, you know, I love because, you know, you got to see your professors and coaches and college employees in kind of a different, a different setting. Mm -hmm. And so when I came back to work there, um, I always volunteer Mm-hmm. to to come help serve at you the like doing uh, that. late night breakfast it's one of my things yeah so and the it's it's amazing the students that don't realize that i'm going to be there which mm-hmm. for some reason they forget every year that i exist and that that <laughs> might be a thing and they come around the corner and they see me and they're like fell oh my god like that's so cool that you're here and they're always excited that that i'm there the first couple of years the president would be serving with me and every single student that would go by, they'd be like, "Oh, hey, Phil, how's it going?" Like, and I'd have a con- like, I would know them, and I'd have a conversation with them, yeah. and he'd say, "How do you know everybody?" <laughs> I'd say, "Well, because they're my patients. Like, I, I'm their athletic trainer. I'm their. They know me because mm-hmm. I'm involved." And oh. so last night, I, I no, that wasn't a dig at him. Okay. It's just like, that's why I knew them. Um, So last night for the first time, we didn't get to have that uh, in person, but fortunately a a group took it upon themselves to organize a way to do it virtually. So we had a zoom meeting and we had some of the staff and faculty Cool. And uh, some students, and they brought on a DJ and a like an MC who was also a musician. Cool. They, they they had a a magician briefly. Okay. They had I know sure. right. Um, my boss. I, oh, I, Jeff. They. Oh my God. So. You know, you you see on Zoom, they've got all the little squares lined up. Mm -hmm. So I look and I see Jeff's there. I'm like, yeah, great, because we're always there together. Like, we always do that. That's one of the things we always do together is we do that dinner together. And I look and it's like they're filming him walking around his house. Like, this is kind of strange. It's not just him sitting at a desk like I am. Right. And he's walking around the house. That's kind of weird. And then they're showing the front door. So next thing I know, they're doing this like card trick. They're trying to show this card trick. And hey, Sarah. And 
I'm looking down at the squares and I can see my boss has gone outside and he's got this, uh, there like a fire truck pulls up into the driveway with the lights on and there's a, uh, like the campus safety car pulls up into the driveway with the lights on and he's like, what's going on here? (laughs) What is all this about? What are you guys doing? They're just like, it's like craziness going on in his driveway. And meanwhile, they're trying to do like a a card (laughs) trick or something and show everybody how it, how it works. And uh, it's, it's something else. Anyway, the mascot gets out of the campus safety vehicle and, and comes into his house and they make breakfast together. And you just see this kind of in one of the squares down in the corner. Nobody's watching. I'm like, Oh my God, everybody look at Jeff real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it was all planned with the fire trucks, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. No, it was all completely planned, but it was kind of a fun like, it was, it was fun. It was cool. Yeah, I liked it. So. Oh, that's so cool. Did we have to take pictures and send them to you, Cuga Lake and the college? Will that make you feel better? That would make me feel better. If anybody has pictures of my dog, mm. um, my sister sent me some videos of him running around in the backyard with his brother. And yeah, I like that. But I get really, you know, I had a lot of people send me videos or pictures from the outlet trail and I like that because usually I'm the one taking those pictures and videos and yes, I saw um, someone walk the whole thing the other day, right? Who yeah, Kristen. It? Kristen did. Oh, yeah. she did? She yeah, did Kristen. by herself? I don't recall. It was Mother's Day. I know she did it on Mother's Day. Do you remember when me did that and I and I that wasn't that wasn't good at the end. It almost worked. Um, but she walked it one way. She walked from she walked from Penny into Dresden. She left a car there. Oh, yeah. So she, she didn't walk the whole. She did it the smart way. She she walked the whole thing, but she, she did walked, it one way. And she walked down to Dresden. Yes, and I, we walked we walked much further than she did. If anyone's ambitious enough to do so, I suggest working your way up towards that. Do not pull a Marianne and think you can just walk the whole thing in one day, which I did, but I couldn't. I I think I whined. I don't know when I started. Oh, whining. you were you were a trooper. I... You did fine. You only toward <laughs> only like halfway in you started to morph into your daughter. I didn't say uppies. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't say uppies. No, you didn't say uppies. Portia always likes to say uppies to get you to carry her, but she, so she doesn't have to walk anymore. No. Um, <laughs> Marianne just started to say, "You know, I don't. I don't know if we really thought this through. <laughs> like, I this thought is, it would be. I thought it would be shorter. <laughs> no, I, there was this pain that was entering my body, and I'm like, this, I don't know what this, this whole area about. around my hip is completely uncomfortable right now. <laughs> And you're like, because you walk like a stripper. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I, I've been I think more, I said lady of the night. Lady I, of the night. I am, I'm, since then, I've been more, I try not to swing nothing. I just try to keep nothing swinging, just straight on. You wouldn't believe today, I, what? this woman, um, I think she's a CNA. Mm-hmm. And 
a uh, really nice woman, Italian. She gets really fired up. Like, you know, she just, you get her going. She really gets going. Ooh, she and like she has all this energy for at least the first half yeah. of the day. Yeah. And she's like, uh, she starts doing lunges down the hall. Oh, and she's fuck. like, is this a squat? And I'm like, no, that's not a squat. She's like, what is it? I said, that's a lunge. And she goes, oh, can you teach me how to do a squat? Oh, so. Oh. Yeah, so we taught her how to do a squat right there in the hallway. Did you tell her that when you would go dancing, this is how you dance? No, I didn't. I didn't oh, do that. But what I did, this. the way that I was able to teach her to do it, yeah, and and that she actually finally did it the correct way, mm-hmm. is I told her, and this works for most women. What's that? Specifically for women, is I told her to um, pretend she was in a porta potty. Oh yeah. That cue, that verbal cue always works. If I say, pretend you're in a porta potty because like you don't want to touch, no. but you want to get like your butt low. back far enough. Bring it low. Yeah, but you got to get your butt back far enough. Oh. But you don't want to touch. I don't. I don't know why that was so hard for me to understand that too. So because when I did um, CrossFit for like a hot second, I had a hard time getting low. With Squats the squat. are hard. Squats are hard. They are very weak. They're so, but yeah. they're so wicked hard. Like when I did Tai Bo. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, we were we were squatting. I thought I was squatting well, and I thought I knew what I was doing. But with with um, CrossFit, no, I was doing it incorrectly. But one of the times they put um the exercise ball behind me, so they're like, try to get low to the ball. That helps. Yeah, I like it that. I like it that. Um, the That's other, cool. and then we taught her how to do a push up with a plus, and nobody else in the room, other than the other athletic trainer, knew that you could do. Uh, that that a plus existed, that a plus was even a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so most people don't know. This is actually a really good exercise. Okay. And for any of my anatomy nerds, um, so many uh, push up with a plus specifically targets the serratus anterior, which uh, is a big word to say. It's it's like the muscle on the side that it attaches. So basically, what its job is is to hold your shoulder blades flat against your back and then when you lift your arms up it helps rotate your shoulder blades so it really protects your shoulders and it it can add a lot of strength to do it but uh, a lot of people don't know you can do a push-up with a plus and it's really hard to teach it's another one of those that's really hard to teach um, because basically when you get to the top of the Mm push-up you just you push your shoulders forward and a lot of people want to either like round their back or they want to like shrug but it's really just you push them straight forward and if you can get used to just that motion at the end, you can kind of you can kind of get it, and it's a really good exercise to do. I will have to YouTube this for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out check out push up with a plus. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna work out tomorrow. That's gonna be great. Do some squats for me. Just I get, just will get not do squats. that. No, actually, you know, Marianne, uh-huh. um, what I'd really like you to do if you're going to work out if you could just do some clamshells remember the clamshells i was just thinking about the clamshells yeah you should do some clamshells do some clamshells yeah you should do clamshells every time you exercise i think i don't think anybody knows what we're talking about sarah knows sarah would know yeah i made Sarah. sarah do uh one of my friends who was a patient of mine back all the way back to my first year as an athletic trainer. Who, 
I think is still watching us. I know she she mentioned she she sent us a comment earlier that she was watching. Awesome. And uh, I had her do many a clamshell. Oh, and what is this supposed to strengthen? Oh, and hey, here you go. Okay. She Thank hates them way. too. <laughs> She's gorgeous. I know, isn't she? <laughs> She's so beautiful. I remember, you know, we we had a lot of history as she was a frequent patient of mine. Yeah. And uh, when she was a senior and senior prom came around mm -hmm. and she had i i think i i think she's okay with me saying this that um i taped her ankle for prom mm. she she called me she's like phil i need i need your help she said mr Eric, I, I was mr air back then she said i need you to help me um i'm afraid that i can't wear high heels oh. for prom uh so she needed me to tape her ankle. So I taped it. We, I met her out in front of her dorm because it's right. boarding school. Yeah. And okay. I I taped it and then um she colored it in like purple to match her dress. She says that she's got a picture of it. Oh my Sarah, God. if you can if you send me the picture fast enough, I think I can um wait, why did you have the tape? I might be able to even put it up on the on the on the podcast. Was there she, well weak? Was, Is that why? she she broken it actually oh, at one point she'd okay. had she'd had a lot of chronic injuries and she broke it so she had a when you come back can you did we ever talk about my ankles no okay when you come back we should i don't think so we should maybe talk about it. Yeah. where i feel like if there's pressure put on my ankle it like will get out of socket does it sound right or no no, 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 no. Okay. All right, no well, I don't think it does that, but no, it might well, feel that way. It does feel that way. So I just need you to look at both my ankles when you do when you come back. Okay. I can send you some exercises. Oh, you know how I love those exercises. Or you or or not. No, you should do that. You know, you could just get some of those sneakers from the nineties. You remember the sneakers that have just like the toe? <laughs> You remember? No. It's wait. it's it like it looks like a basketball shoe, except for your heel never touches the ground. It's just got like the toe is like three inches thick, and then the heel is just in the air. No, I can't remember what they're called. They they basically sold them to basketball players with the promise that it was going to make them jump twice as high because they they would just always be using their calves. Oh no, let's not do that. Doesn't sound fun at all for me. I don't Always. think it's fun. It doesn't seem fun to me either. <laughs> there doesn't seem like anything fun about it. I like to have more fun in my life. A lot of fun's been sucked out. <laughs> you wait. So you're telling me that you enjoy fun? I love fun. <sighs> well, I guess some people have to. Some people have to like fun. Yeah. So what were you saying earlier that you've been having more rolls in your forehead? That you see more rolls Should in I? your forehead? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't complaining. My <laughs> My forehead's just the way it is. It's just like there's less. I gotta <laughs> let my hair grow back yeah. so that you can tell. But without my beard, now you can see like this. I don't know where that came from. I think that's a new. It's like, a, like I got like jowls or something. I don't know what those are called, but like I I've never seen that because it wasn't there before I grew my beard, and then when I had to shave my beard so I could wear a respirator. Yeah then I see all these like parts of my face that I haven't seen in a long time. And it's you weird. Also like, lost a lot of weight too. Yeah. And I lost the weight and I got like, I don't know. It's weird. Patches. So, is it like, patchy? 
No, yeah. and I left. I, I have. I left my clippers oh. in. Um, I don't know, like in my car, oh. and it's like four blocks away. But I was gonna just like touch up my haircut, you know, because it's getting a little. My sideburns are getting longer than the rest of my hair, and it looked kind of. Isn't that do or something? It's like not that? ideal. It's not no. ideal. I mean, as Obama would say, it's not optimal. <laughs> You've met really fun, cool people. You can't hang out with anybody, though. You're kind of like. I have met such. No, the thing is, oh. I'm one of the few people that can hang out with people. You can hang out with people. I get, I get to hang out with people every day. Not to rub it in. Not to rub it in. But every day, I get to sit around a table mm -hmm. with between three and five other people who are educated, who have life stories, mm -hmm. who have families or, you know, just a variety of different uh, interesting things going on that um, it's it's not what everybody's experience is right now. And I, that's part of why I feel so lucky is that every day I get to go hang out with these people that are really good people and interesting. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So like I said, not to rub it into anybody who's at home isolating or who's um, stuck with their family who they love dearly, but maybe <laughs> after, couple months of not seeing anybody else it seems like maybe you know you want to dial it back um so i read this random article that came up on my email through iHeartRadio, right where you know will smith's wife jada jada pickett smith i eat she's like what did she say? Something along the lines of like, I'm just learning to be friends with my husband right now. And yeah. She, oh yeah. I don't know if you read it, but I, from, from somebody, from my perspective reading that I'm like, Whoa, how, how real is that? When she pretty much said that I have no idea who this guy is that I'm married to and yeah. leave it to COVID-19 <laughs> mm -hmm. where you have to be forced to be with someone all the time. And you're like, Oh God, I, I, I just, I wonder what that's like, because she was saying, you know, mm -hmm. when you, you get caught up in this whole like, fantasy of love and what marriage is supposed to look like, and then you're busy every day with your life, and then you do you ever like sit, slow down and just look at the person and be like, do we are we really still on the same page? Because life happens and people change, but do they give themselves time to check in mm -hmm. and see what's going on with each other? Well, it's cool because a celebrity said it, but how many people do you know that are going through that exact thing? I mean, that's that's the story that I'm hearing from people. Yeah, right? Yeah, even that's that was uh, part of what Natalie was talking about when we had her on is that her and her husband have always had opposite schedules. Right. And and now they're together and it's, you know, it's it's a different experience. I want I hope people th uh, that know that they should be able to talk about it though. And they shouldn't feel sh ashamed for even bringing it up or embarrassed for talking or just bringing it up to the other person. But this is a heavy time for a lot of it is couples uh, quite honestly. And for families in general. Right. And, but the thing, the really cool thing about it mm. is that this is really the opportunity of a love 
opportunity of a lifetime right. to kind of find ways to improve your relationships. Right. And it, and it, you can really focus on your relationships because you um, that's that's all you that's all a lot of people have right now. Um, for others, you know, like you're still able to work, so um, you know you've got other things going on too. But for a lot of people, they don't have any other things. Right. And even for you, um, you know, your daughter, who we love dearly is um, having a different experience than she's ever had and, and a, a chance to get to know her on a different level than, than you've, than you've had before. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Cause like, I'm always used to like sharing her attention or sharing her time and space. And now it's just like her and I, I like it. I love it. I miss yeah. sharing other opportunities with other people too. Um, but it's nice when I pick her up and there's like a smile on her face. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's pretty, it's pretty ideal from a parent, parent's perspective. Um, but I, I, and I know you might like this, Phil, but the idea of jumping in Cuga Lake is something <laughs> I just would love to do. I got her like a home. It sounds room. really cold. Not right now, but like later when it's warmer out, eventually less snow. Um, I got her this new, um, swim vest oh yeah it's a good one it's a really good one too and i just want to put her in there and plonk her in the water and see her like because she's a freaking fish she loves swimming jumping right in the water but i can't wait to hopefully be able to do something like that this year yeah it'll be nice hopefully it'll be nice that'd be nice but yeah i just hope that people couples relationships that they still keep talking to each other and not be afraid to talk about it. I think that would be wise. And hopefully they do that. I think as always, as always, I will, I will say that communication is something that can make or break a relationship. And, um, it's something that people need to work at. It's not easy. No. Um, but even when you're together, even when you're together 24-7, it's not easy. It might even be harder. I think so. Um, because you, you know, once you, once the tension builds, you have to find ways to move past it. And it's something that people really should uh, should work at. Yeah, in listening. Being able to listen and not be defensive when somebody brings something up. So I'm reading this book that was given to me about a year or so ago. It's called Girl, Wash Your Face. And it, it's good. It's good. I don't have it with it's upstairs in my room. But one of the um, topics, it's it, it talks about lies. Each lie that you tell yourself and you actually believe it. And then you go back to it and be like, yeah, this isn't really a horrible thing. But one of the lies that sticks out is um, um, I'm I'm bad at sex, right? That's the lie. This is in the book, not not okay. So um, one of the one of the things is that um, she felt the author felt that she um, looked at sex as like a chore, and oh. so right. 
Um, because you know, after a relationship, everything gets becomes like a chore, and you know, it's yeah. just it's, 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 oh, I gotta do this. I didn't get this done out. yet today. <laughs> so what the author says turns her husband and says, or asks, Why don't we have sex? And and her husband's like, Because I could tell you don't want to do it with me. So I'd rather not do it with you rather than do it with you when you know I you don't want it. And so she would try not to be defensive. And so she tried to just tr- have a more understanding about it. And I think it's that changing the perspective of looking at something like that and being like, okay, this is the, this is an issue. How do we move forward on it? And, and that's why I liked reading about th- this book is that each lie she combats. And I think a lot of women, there's, there's other lies um, that are part of this. One of them is not being a good mom. One mm-hmm. of them is like saying um, no is not the final answer. Um, it's just a lot of really good topics to tackle. And I think if anyone has extra time on their hands, you should definitely give it a read. It's, she's a pretty good author and she she's she's mildly funny. So, yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. That's a, that's a perfect example of um, how communication can really change change your life yeah yeah that's perfect i i enjoy it so i'll keep you updated with the other things i read about but this is my first i can't remember the last time i read a book let's be honest i'm reading a great book right now i'm gonna actually give me one moment i'm gonna grab it you just sit tight i'm gonna oh oh oh, i'm going to entertain everyone try to I have really nothing else to talk about. Oh, oh, you came back quickly. Great. Thank you. I'm fast. Trust me. I I don't have far to go. I'm in a hotel room. I'm confined to a hotel room. There's no place. So I've got this book and I decided that I was going to bring it with me when I came here. I brought four books and this is one that I said, I really want to get through this book. Um, Not just to power through it. But it's a book that I've I've been working on for a long time. And as I've read it, it's actually had an immediate impact on my life and the lives of people around me. And it's there was a woman who I met at Kuka College about 15 years ago named Irshad Manji. Mm-hmm. And she's she's a really interesting woman. She's traveled around um talking about a lot about Islam and what's wrong with Islam and things that can be changed about it. I know this it seems like I'm getting off topic, but I'm going to bring it back around. So um, she is a outspoken woman who's a Muslim. Awesome. Who's uh, married to another woman. Awesome. Who grew up thinking that dogs were, um, not things that were clean and who got a dog and um, the book was written in kind of a, what I consider kind of silly, a kind of a silly way, Mm -hmm. but as a tool to um, bring out different ideas and basically as a conversation with her adopted dog. And it's called uh, don't don't label me. Ooh, I like this. And as I've been reading it, people have asked me questions about it because they oh. see me reading a book. They're like, oh, what's the deal with that book? Right. And I say, well, you know, really what it's about is for me so far mm-hmm. anyway, is that in, 
it's okay to acknowledge um, groups that you might be part of or identify with and or that other people might identify with and how that might affect who they are. But it's really more important to look at people as individuals and who you are, Marianne, as an individual is far more important to what our relationship is and, and ever will be than any group that you're part of. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to label you. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, kind of what groups you might be included in because I'm not going to judge you based on that as much as I'm going to judge you based on who you are. And that's really important as, you know, back to the, the black Twitter, bringing it, bringing it back to that. Right. So uh, a young lady that I am working with here um, was telling me a story that she found there that, People, black people in China right now are being oppressed on a, on a drastic level. And what's going on there is apparently that people are being evicted from their homes. Mm-hmm. People are being fired from their jobs. And there are all sorts of oppression going on against black people in China. And I don't know, from her point of view, it sounded like she thought that it was they were somehow using this virus as an excuse to do that. Um, I always like to look at the bigger picture and say, well, was it happening before? And and we don't know. I mean, maybe it, maybe it isn't the virus. Maybe they were already doing it and we're just like picking it up now. Like it's coming into your newsfeed now. Mm -hmm. Um, Regardless though, um, she said, well, I guess next time I get my nails done, oh. I'm going to have to find uh, somebody black to do my nails instead of going to the lady that I usually go to because she's Asian. Oh. Meanwhile, earlier in the day and throughout the, and, and this is okay, right? This is just a, this is a, because we got to a good place, right? So right. earlier in the day, she's the one telling me about, you know, these black kids getting beat up and all the different ways that um, she feels like bad things are happening to her community mm-hmm. and, and why those are um, important. And so we come back around and I said, but hold on a second. If you are going to avoid... Uh, the woman that you normally that you know that you like Mm -hmm. who you normally go to to get this service done how is that different right how is that different that you are treating her differently because of a group that she's part of when um when you're asking people not to treat you differently and not to treat other people like you differently because of a group you're part of. Well, how is that different? How did that go? Well, immediately there was some pushback. Right. 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 And it was, it was kind of, uh, well, but they're, you know, cause she's part of that group. Right. And she needs to get her people to stop treating our people poorly. Right. It's like, but hold on a second. Right. Has she done anything wrong? Right. Has, does she have any control over what those other people are doing? It's like if a lot of people look at me and they say, well, 
you know, you can't understand oppression because you're a white male. Mm. Sorry, a cis straight white male. Um, You can't uh, have an opinion on certain things because you're a cis straight white male. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. Like, I'm still a thinking person. Right. And you're still a thinking person. So what happened with the, it came back around the next day. She came and she talked to me and she said, Phil, like, thanks for, thanks for saying that because I thought about it and you're right. She said, that's, that's no different. Like I, I'm going to go back to her. Like she didn't do anything wrong. And that's really the way that we need to treat people. And that's the way that we get past all of these problems is that you have to treat people like the person that they are instead of as a part of a group. I am so proud that you had this conversation with someone because just, just the, imagine that you did not have this conversation with this woman and what she would have done and not I knowing. Think, I think she would have done the right thing. Regardless, but at least that yeah. conversation happened and you built this relationship yeah. with, between you and this other woman. Um, that opens up a lot of things though, yeah. Phil. Yeah. I think she would, I think she would have done the right thing, but I hope that that conversation and opened up doors. So, so the conversation that I had with Irshad Manji 15 years ago uh-huh. was she, ex- she explained all these things. I invited one of my professors who I respected a lot to yeah. go listen to her speak with me yeah. at the college that day. Yeah. And he said, why would I go listen to a radical Muslim feminist? You're labeling her. That's great. She labeled herself as that. But at, at the time she said she advertised herself as a radical Muslim feminist. Great. Market. Because, because it is radical to be a feminist Muslim. Right. Right. Or, you know, and uh, in a good way. And that's what I saw is, oh, my God, this woman is stepping up and, and having this moral courage to uh, fight against these you know, preconceived notions and to say we're individuals and, and we can do these things. And he wasn't interested. And I still respect him. And we, we've come along different paths. Right. And, and when I sat there and everybody went around and introduced themselves and I said, I'm Phil Rare and um, just a student here. She said, no, like that's like that. You're the most important person here. Like you're, you're a student, like you're here to learn. You're here to grow yourself. And I was a biology student and I was listening to what was kind of politics. She really teaches leadership. Mm -hmm. And um, I do recommend uh, to read this book. It's a good book. And even though you, you have to get past the fact that she's, talking to a dog um but really the the topics that she brings up are really really interesting and um, like i said i think that the young lady that i had that conversation with i think she would have done the right thing because she is a thinking person and she has time to take a deep breath and say hold on like i need to move past that prejudice but um it wasn't a prejudice. It was just like, oh my God, this group of people is doing something and I have yeah. to react to it. And everybody feels the need to react in certain ways. And I don't like to be judged and told that I can't have an opinion because I'm cis, straight, white, and or male. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can think about things too. I, 
I can think about uh, different struggles that different people have. I might not have the experience and I might not be able to completely understand it, but I can certainly try and I certainly care. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so anyway, reading that book, it was very timely when I come here, especially, you know, listening to the different stories, both racial and as well as, you know, I've had people say to me, you know, that book actually speaks to me um, because somebody said that somebody was crazy and then they didn't treat them the right way because of it. Right. It's like, you know, just because somebody has some struggle going on in their life, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you should treat them any other way. How you treat people always speaks about you and never speaks about them. And how you're treated by other people always speaks about them and never speaks about you. Very good point. Very good point. You, sh- you should make sure to put that um, book on the feed below or whatever you usually do to. I certainly you. will. I do certainly that. will. That one of the things that going back to the girl, wash her face. That was one of the things she did point out is that when you, um, one of the things that women have a hard time is um, having relationships with other women. And yeah. You know, yeah. that's one thing. Um, but the one thing I liked about what she brought up was that uh, people being friends that have different ideas are, mm-hmm. are going to have just different points of view on a lot of other things. And you don't want to be the same. You don't want to be friends with the same person just like you because how boring is that? But not only that, you don't grow. There's no growing involved in there, too. Um, but that's why I, I really do like you, Phil, because... When I first met you, I didn't like you. But beyond <laughs> that, I have there's been times where you've had, you and I had discussions, and it leads to me where I would cry. But you, when I go back and think about it, I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. When you brought up that conversation, as hard as that topic was or that sentence you had to say to me, I'm glad you said it because you're a good friend. And um, I think a lot of people really should open up their their boundaries and let more people like that in because then I think we can really move forward in life and learn from each other rather than just doing the same thing over and over and over again because that's that secludes us that doesn't make Mm -hmm. us a world you know and that's the beauty with kids kids don't have those preconceived ideas no filter I'm looking I'm looking at a picture of my daughter right now like I have all these little pictures so she's so smiling she's so happy and I'm like, she hasn't been damaged. Yeah. She hasn't had these ideas been put in her head. She hasn't been put um She's not jaded. She's not jaded. Yeah. A lot of us are. And that's what the beauty is when having kids, especially now, they re- they remind us like there's something to look forward to. But Absolutely. going back to what I was trying to say open up your boundaries and meet new people and explore them and try not to judge or just let other, what other people are saying to you sink in for a little bit and then mm-hmm. reinvestigate it. That's yeah. wise. That's good. Look at, look at that. That's the other thing yeah. that came from this book for me uh-huh. is it was, it's always very interesting because she likes to take a side. She likes to take kind of a third side. Yeah. So she acknowledges that, She's not a pro-Trump person. That's okay. Yeah. And she acknowledges that um, at the same time that people can be pro-Trump and they can be smart. 
and they can have good intentions Mm -hmm. and despite not agreeing with her on that. And she talks about the alt-right and she talks about even um, she talks about the KKK and she says, you know, even people who are, I'm sorry, maybe I should dial that back. I, I don't remember her specifically talking about the KKK, but she did talk about someone who, was uh from mississippi Mm -hmm. sorry for jumping to the kkk from that (laughs) but she she talks about somebody who you'll see why in a second is that the uh state flag when this was written i believe probably still um had some confederate past involved with it okay of the state flag of mississippi and she had a friend who lived there that loved it there for a lot of reasons, because a lot of people in the South are very friendly and they espouse a lot of really good values. And one of her friends um, who espoused a lot of those good values and preached those good values Mm -hmm. um, was maybe in the KKK. There's some association with the KKK. Anyway, um, was donations. really liked he really liked the flag he thought he was very proud of the flag he was very proud of the flag and the friend was very offended by it because she thought that it related to oppression to her right and to her people Mm -hmm. and he explained to her that why he felt the way he felt about it that he didn't think that for him it meant anything racist and for him, he thought that it was something that meant something to his history and to his heritage. And it didn't mean anything racist at all. Right. And for her, she explained to him that she felt like it, it was um, in opposition to her values and that it did feel like it was an attack on her and, and right. people like her. Anyway, long story short is that they had that conversation and they respected each other and it even developed more of a respect to where um, he acknowledged that his relationship with her and his respect for her uh, was more important to him than the flag. And that he kind of came around and said, you know, if that means that to you, it doesn't mean that to me. It's never going to mean that to me. I'm, I still think that it's something that, means heritage to me right but if it means that to you um then maybe it's not that important because my relationship with you is more important i think you you're talking about a conversation that i don't think happens a lot anymore it doesn't. i think i think person a says something person b gets offended then person B gets mad and starts yelling person A yep. gets mad and then they put it on Facebook and then they block them and do all the other fun stuff. Like, um, like mm-hmm. I wish conversations like that happened more, but you have to be okay for those to conversations okay. to happen. You have, to be, you have okay. to be okay. Yeah. With, with giving offense, right? You can't be afraid to say something that yep. might be offensive, but you have to start out from a position of res- mutual respect where you say, look, some of the things that I'm going to say might be things that would be offensive to you, but what you need to do is right. say, why do you think that way? Right. Instead of, instead of taking offense right away and, when, and shutting down the conversation, say, why do you feel that way? And if you, if you never get to a point where you can accept it, just right. say, look, I can't accept that. 
my question for you is when did we start having a hard time being able to talk to one another? Texting. Oh, it's it. all about <laughs> texting killed everything. Texting. I don't know if people. I, I, I think don't people like texting. We're always afraid to talk to each other, but I think. I like to talk to people all the time. I'm a, I'm a talker. I would rather yeah. just talk on the phone. But about tough topics, people have a hard time talking about things that mean oh, something to them. I would not do it in with text, somebody that they though. disagree with. I wouldn't no, do it in but text. I, but but texting makes it so you don't have to always be with the people that you're with. If you know what I'm saying. <sighs> I just feel like it's a better just thing to talk about in person as hard as that is, but having the eye contact and just it helps. And that's, it does. That's another thing mentioned in this book is that when you, it's really easy to be that person on the internet and say, hold on, you know, you're offensive. I'm going to block you or I'm going to attack you. But when you're face to face with somebody and you're looking Mm -hmm. them in the eye, it makes it a lot easier to kind of bring it down and say, look, what what do you mean by that? And respect. Should I be offended by that? Yeah. Maybe you've got a different reason why you think that and and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. That makes a difference. You're right. You have to have that conversation face to face. Yeah. I think it's so much. A lot gets lost in translation. It does. Cause then what is the, always thing, the things you see on Facebook or social media is that you have a guy and a girl laying in bed and the girl's like having like 10,000 like ideas. And the guy is just wondering if the his team made the playoffs or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's the same concept. It's like one person's overly thinking and the other person's like, that is not what I was thinking at all. What are you, where are you getting that from? Mm-hmm. But that all could have been avoided. All that anger, all that anxiety could have been avoided if you just had the conversation. Check this out, though. Sarah, remember Sarah? That Ooh, we talked yeah. to? Okay. It. So I've got, I don't have it on the computer. She sent it to me via text. So I'm just going to hold the phone up to the camera and hope you can see it. I hope so. Is um, here's, the, uh, here's the famous ankle picture. <laughs> uh, oh, stop. You, you, <laughs> I see it. We got, a, we got a walking boot and an ankle tape for prom. Oh, girl. She's still working then, I think so. She worked out. So. And then she she sent me this. She told me that this is her favorite picture of my dog Hawkeye that I sent to her. And she's she said that um, what she said she said uh, I sent it to her when she was really struggling and it helped her. So and it it definitely uh, brings my mood up a little bit. That's, that's when he was a puppy. That's my doggie. Yeah, oh, that's when he was a little yeah. little puppy. That's so awesome. That's a good one. It's the oh. good old days, you know? I'm telling you, pets, kids, the office, it all makes things a lot better, doesn't it? I it just does. finally saw the um, final episode of The Office the other day. I didn't know that Dwight got married. Was that the one that had uh, Jim Carrey in it? Uh, he's from the finger lakes I'm from the finger lakes i really need to get back to the finger lakes my family's in the finger lakes <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about you Jeff. don't remember that okay anybody uh send us which episode <laughs> if anybody's watching if anybody's please watching. uh I, we've got at least a couple people watching is um, kyle one of any, them for anybody watching please send us uh if you know which episode has jim carrey where he's 
from the Finger Lakes. He's trying to replace Michael. He's interviewing to replace Michael, and he says, actually, I'm from the Finger Lakes. I, I need to get home. My family's in the Finger Lakes. I should be in the Finger Lakes. Because this is literally what I've been doing for the past two weeks here in New York City. I'm, I'm from the Finger Lakes. I, I really... I should, I should really be in the Finger Lakes right now. <laughs> so when you come back to the Finger Lakes, um, <laughs> we need to go to Old Pueblo. It's a What's Mex- that? It's a Mexican restaurant in Rochester. So Kevin and I went up there a couple weekends Man. ago. And I don't remember what it's called, but it's the corn on a stick. I don't and, eat corn. Uh, I, I will eat it in front of you. Okay. Oh, oh, it's so good. <laughs> is it is it deep fried? No, no, it's like the best. I'll, I'll send you a picture of it because I know I took a picture of it. Okay. It's the best Mexican food I've had here in quite some time. Do you remember and, the time that we went to the place in Geneva? That was Geneva. pretty good. That was actually a good place too. That was yeah. a good place. Yeah, where I made you go shopping with me. <laughs> we <laughs> talked about that on the podcast. It was everybody here knows about it. The corn on the stick, though, at Old Pueblo is fantastic. I miss. Is it is it very buttery? There, they have this like um like I keep touching my face. I'm sorry. Um, this like you can't do that. You can't do that during a pandemic. I but I'm in my house. I'm okay for doing that. Well, it depends. Have you sanitized your house? Yeah. I'll tell you every hour. I wipe down everything with very harsh chemicals. Well, you're also in New York City. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I've got uh, I'm next I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to turn the camera to show how I keep a hotel room clean cuz I don't. But um yeah, next but to the people the, that go in your house or your your hotel room. Yeah. So so next to the door. Uh-huh. I keep a one of the cans of Clorox wipes. And the one of the oh yeah no I I brought them from home I had them pre pandemic mm-hmm. so I I got a can of those mm-hmm. and a uh, bottle of the hand sanitizer that I got from Jesse oh, and that's like my routine before I enter before I leave the tile is I take off my shoes mm-hmm. and anything that comes past that threshold comes in after I've wiped it down with the bleach wipes and then I clean my hands before I do anything else because I I just can't. And and I usually, usually I just take a shower before I ever even come in the room because I I just, I can't take chances. Well, no, but you're also in the midst of it too. I am. And, And like I said, I know for a fact that every day I put myself in a situation where I am in the same location you know, I touch things every day that have the virus on it. Yeah. You know, no like I, you, I, I do everything I can to limit that and reduce that. But every single day I'm at a place where that virus is present. Right. And, you know, you do the best you can. You, you do the to. best you can. And you know, I can only hope that I currently have it and I'm asymptomatic and I'm not. I'm wearing a mask, so I'm not giving it to anybody. And maybe I'll be immune when I come home. That's the best case scenario. What is it? The one thing I saw that COVID nineteen and Chuck Norris, and then COVID nineteen mm. 
be isolated for 14 days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did, did, did the coronavirus get Chuck Norris? <laughs> Did you know? Did you know that um, when? Did you know that Chuck Norris doesn't do push-ups with a plus? No. He actually pushes the earth down with a plus. <laughs> Chuck Norris. Oh, I saw that beam, and I was like, "Oh, he, I, I was." Chuck Norris swims Chuck through Norris. concrete. Oh, thank God for Chuck Norris. I don't know when he became such a Chuck Norris. I don't even know. Well, I mean, when you can roundhouse kick that like that, it's just oh. the, sky, the sky's the limit. Let's <laughs> see this. You, are you tired or you just because you look a lot older? I I'm exhausted. I mean, you, you look tired. But it's It's just a matter of. You know, I'm trying to get a lot done here. Right. And despite the fact that I'm not uh I'm not really I'm not working in an ICU or anything crazy like that. Right. I, I am putting in uh thirteen you know, hours, right? between between the travel, it's closer to fourteen hours. Yeah. You know, but by the time I get between the time I leave my hotel room and I return to my hotel room, which is not my home. And yeah. where I don't have my dog and my family and my friends, yeah. um, it's it's fourteen hours that that I'm out in the world, and um, yeah, I'm getting. I'm like I said, my bags have bags, and I do remember you saying before you left, you're like, I want to just work every day, and I'm like, yeah, you're gonna need like a day off. Like the thing is that the thing is, do I? I would rather I'm here in New York city, right? It, anybody that knows me knows that this is not a place that I want to be. No. Um, this is the reason why I'm here. The reason why I'm here is not to sit in a hotel room. So right. I would rather, I would still, I stand by that. I stand by that statement that I would rather be there every single day. Yeah doing everything I can to help than sitting in a hotel room waiting until the next day. Yeah. But you still need rest. I'm fine. Okay. I, like I said, I, I stand by it. I would work every single day. I would go there every single day and do everything I can. I don't need, I don't need to sit in a hotel room. The only thing I get, the only reason that I need a day off mm. is because I, um, and all the nurses make fun of me for this, but oh, this will be good. But they're jealous. They're jealous. <laughs> is um, is I I brought a a washboard, and so I need to do my laundry on the washboard, <laughs> and then I I hang it up in the tub to dry, and I I just I get the washboard and I got a tub and I got some some uh, oh, like wool wash detergent, okay. and I just I you scrub it, <laughs> you, you scrub the shirts. You get all the funk out of them. You, you know, you just, and then, and then, uh, you, you know, do, you, you rinse them out and you hang them up. Do, and so do, I, I don't have to go to laundromats or anything like that. They don't, they don't provide the laundry mats in the hotel. No, I can pay for laundry, but it's outrageous. I mean, everything's outrageous here in New York city. I, I can't afford any of it. It's can you just, take a picture of you washing your clothes? I'd rather not. I can't because 
my hands are wet. You know, I'm using them. I'm using Dude. both hands. Oh, I can't take goodness. a picture. Is there like a timer on there? You can just take a picture and a timer. Like, give me I don't know. It, it feels unnatural. I don't think I, I'm going to. I'm not going to do that. Background music, <laughs> background music going. Ding 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 ding. I'm just. I'm not asking. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I'm not asking. Lot. I didn't. I did not bring a banjo with me. Um, <laughs> on, I mean, a lot of the nurses think I might have because they know I'm a country bumpkin. They must love you. <laughs> they do. They, I have, I'm telling you, this fantastic crew, and I, I've got a great relationship with all of them. I, I've been given the security, one of the security guards a ride to work each day because um, he's staying in the same hotel as me. And mm -hmm. I, I, I was walking out of the hotel, and I saw the uh, the the bellman and i said hey angelo how's your day i hope you have a good day and the security guy with me goes you just know you're just you just know everybody don't you <laughs> like, you, like yeah what well, like i live right now i live in this hotel i'm not staying in this hotel this is you're like for all intents and purposes this is my home yeah for the next however long so do you know everybody that lives in your home? You know, like right. I walk past this guy every day. You think I'm not going to get to know his name and, and say hello to him? I mean, I know in this town, a lot of people don't do that, but I care about that. I bring that as a value with me. I think by living in a small town, I know when we visited the hotel from time to time, I have this urge to like smile and say hi to everyone and, yeah, I, I get kind of a couple of looks like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't you feel the urge to say hi to people when they enter the ele elevator? Like, no, is that just me? But I, I do. Like, I, I do. Feel like you should. You're sharing yeah. the same space. Why, why not? Like I said, you've got to treat people. The way you treat people says things about you. So as I, as I go through this life, even if I'm in this city where it's not the norm, I will treat people the way I want to be treated. I will, you know, I'll, I'll talk to, I'll say hello. I'll say good morning. I'll ask people how their day was and I'll actually care what they say. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll listen to their answer. Do know. you miss, do you miss Rosemary's kisses? Of course. Yeah. She'd like it now. Cause I don't have the beard. She could get right, right in there. To just like pet you. <laughs> she oh, she, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait until I can grow back this this beard. You know, it's like, like look when I walk in, mm -hmm. people see me, and like usually they just see this. Yeah, everybody just sees my eyes because your face is always covered. Yeah, and then they see my face, and they're like, "Oh." I didn't think that's what you would look like. I think because I'm uglier than they expected. But then I show them a picture and of like, and I say, hey, look, this was six months ago. This is what I looked like. And they're like, oh, you're fuzzy. Like, you look like that? <laughs> they're like, you look there. You look nice. Like, you look nice. Like, okay. But then, um, and then I'm like, yeah, like, see, this is me. This is what I look like. I don't look like this. I look like this. That's they're like, oh, yeah, you got to interesting yeah you look fine i'm glad you said that like what you're what you're showcasing now i don't accept that that's really you you're just your face is it's just okay I'm because out right now. my facial hair is not my identity i miss your facial hair 
I miss it too. Yeah. But that's not who I am. That's something that's on me. It's oh, an icon right there, buddy. My hair. You're right. I really want to cut it sometimes. Well, that's that's the way love goes, as Merle Haggard would say. <laughs> I got to go to work tomorrow. I know. Me too. I got to get up in like five hours, six hours. Uh, yeah, buddy. It's late. It's late. Um, well, thanks for doing this. I know like... I know it's been a while and I hope that everybody um, was able to catch up a little bit. I was and, nervous. I have like nothing to talk about. My life's so boring. Yeah, no, you do. And and I want to do this again soon so that we can get caught up because what I want to hear about and what I want to talk about is still the same stuff. I still want to talk about what's happening at home and I want to talk, you know, it, it sounds like hopefully on Thursday, if people can tune in around one thirty. Oh yeah. Um, it sounds like we'll probably have uh, Kristen Birch on mm -hmm. to talk about what's going on at uh, St. Michael's School, one of the local uh, private elementary schools. Mm -hmm. And I'm working on hopefully maybe some other things to to talk about. So, um, but in the meantime, at the very least. I, th I think that we'll be able to get her on so so we can kind of get some updates on what's going on at home because that's really all of this doesn't mean anything unless unless we can do something for the family back home so sounds good uh, that's kind of what's important but uh she'll be great you guys will be awesome on thursday yeah i hope so yeah totally. we'll get some we'll find out what's going on that's awesome gonna get the scoop i get the scoop well i love the the, the opening jingle to the show. That's amazing. Kyle. Great. Uh, yeah. Great that was awesome. What I've got to do now is I've got to get Kyle to record an outro. You know, we got the <laughs> intro now we got to have an outro, right? Yeah. Get him back to work. What I've been. And the other thing I've been doing is I've been, I've been working on an animation. I don't want to, I don't want to give too much of it away, uh, but I, but I think huh? I'm that I'm going to be able to animate the logo during the, uh, <laughs> during the intro so it's it's kind of nonsense it's, it's too much Where the heads it's really it's, it's really too much but i've got like the heads kind of like moving around and stuff and then they kind of all kind of meet in the middle but it's all nonsense it's just kind of like, like you know i just like to literally we have a song now and i'm pretty proud of it because <laughs> kyle made it and uh i was gonna try to get a fiddler to just do like a quick and uh, he was like, no, I'll, I'll write a song for you. So he sent it, sounded great, went okay. with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, we'll go from there. Sounds good. All right. Well, I guess that is all for tonight. So we've got to get to bed. We've got a big day tomorrow. I hope you've got a big day. I've got a big day. Uh, we're going to actually go do something I hope that you have a big day because otherwise you'll be staying at home just like all the other days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if you do, whatever you're doing, do a great job of it. Awesome. Try to find something new to do tomorrow. And uh, have a great night. Bye, guys.